Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Puerto Rico exits bankruptcy. CARICOM heads approve enhanced corporation protocol. Sanctions hitting Russian businesses in the Bahamas. Barbadian consumers to pay less. Land tax, get VAT ease, and cheaper fuel. Effective Wednesday. Cruise ship carrying thousands runs aground in Caribbean. BVI and USVI agrees to reciprocal certification for commercial vessels. Bill that addresses Haiti anti-crime oversight goes to U.S. President Biden and Caribbean Premier League 2022 to feature women's tournament alongside men's. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, March 15th. We start a report today in Puerto Rico. Riders reports that Puerto Rico's bankruptcy formally ends today, Tuesday, March 15th. The federally appointed Financial Oversight Board will now move to implement key provisions of the Commonwealth debt adjustment plan, including the establishment of a pension reserve trust and the exchange of existing bonds for new debt. Puerto Rico has been in bankruptcy-like process known as Title III since May 2017. In January, U.S. District Court Judge Laura Taylor Swain approved a $135 billion debt adjustment plan. On Tuesday, the financial transactions outlined in that plan, including approximately $10 billion in settlements with creditors, will go into effect, the Oversight Board said on Monday. That amount includes $7.2 billion for general obligation bondholders, $1.4 billion for public employee retirement accounts, and $200 million for general unsecured credit according to the board. The plan reduces $33 billion in bond debt to $7 billion and cuts overall debt by around 75%. It includes protections that limit how much debt Puerto Rico can take on in the future. The plan also slashes the Commonwealth's annual debt service to around $1.5 billion from $3.9 billion. Puerto Rico has not made a payment on its general obligation bond debt since early 2016. The Electric Power Authority, however, recently saw Puerto Rico Governor Pedro Pelosi back out of its $8 billion restructuring proposal. Swain has instructed the parties to come up with a new plan quickly or face a potential dismissal of the case. Caribbean community CARICOM heads of government have adopted a protocol to create opportunities to further the principles, goals, and objectives of the community through enhanced cooperation. The protocol to amend the revised Treaty of Chagaguramas, establishing the Caribbean community, including the CARICOM single market and economy, to allow enhanced cooperation among member states and to address related issues, was approved at the recent intersessional meeting in Belize. It provides for groups of at least three member states to seek to establish enhanced cooperation among themselves in areas where they feel the targeted objectives cannot be obtained within a reasonable period by the community as a whole. Approval to pursue the enhanced cooperation will require the support of two-thirds of the membership of the community. Decisions adopted in the specific areas of enhanced cooperation will only be binding on the participating member states, and the rights and obligations created will be solely for those members and their nationals. The protocol takes effect after ratification by signatories to the revised Treaty of Chaguaramas. Four member states, Barbados, Belize, Dominica, and Grenada, signed the protocol at the Belize Intercessional Meeting. 
Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that Trinidad and Tobago Minister of Foreign and CARICOM Affairs, Dr. Amory Brown, says new laws to expand free movement of skilled nationals within CARICOM will benefit Trinidad and Tobago. Last Tuesday's debate began in the Senate on the Immigration Caribbean Community Skilled Nationals Amendment, Bill 2022, which Brown piloted and afterward it will be debated in the House of Representatives. The bill amends its parent act to expand the categories of skilled nationals from other qualifying CARICOM states who can enter Trinidad and Tobago under the CARICOM single market and economy regime. He said the CARICOM single market and economy regime supports a single economic space for capital goods and services and people with such integration set to boost regional prosperity in the long term. Noting similar blocks in Europe, South America and the Pacific, he said, no one country can stand alone in a globalized world. Brown said the bill expands from five to ten the categories of skilled nationals who can enjoy free movement in CARICOM. The Bahamas Tribune reports that the Bahamas Foreign Affairs Minister Fred Mitchell said sanctions from Western countries on Russian businesses and oligarchs may already apply to the business interests they have in the Bahamas, even though local authorities have implemented no sanctions of their own. The United States, the European Union, the United Kingdom, Canada, and a number of other countries have sanctioned Russia for its unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. This issue of what to do is probably going to be driven by the practicalities of this. One is the relationship with the United States and the European Union, and then secondly, our financial services sector. Mitchell could not say what the country would do about a Russian tanker that was denied entry into Canada and reportedly arrived in the Bahamas. According to Reuters, the Liberia flag Sylvcomflaut-owned oil tanker SCF Neva abruptly changed course and arrived in the Bahamas while carrying bunker fuel for Canada's Irving Oil. Barbados Today reports that the government of Barbados has introduced a range of new taxes in an effort to tackle a variety of issues and raise revenues while providing some moderate ease to consumers to shield them from rising oil and commodity prices. In a budget speech on Monday, Barbados Prime Minister Mia Motley outlined actions that she said were intended to protect residents and to share the burden and benefits. For ease to consumers, Motley announced a cap on the value-added tax VAT on gas and diesel, both at 14 cents per liter, effective midnight Wednesday, March 16, 2022. She also announced a ceiling on freight costs for the next 12 months at $7,350 per 20-foot container and $8,000 for 40-foot containers, effective Monday, March 14, 2022. These two measures will bring partial, but we believe significant relief to all Barbadian consumers. This is part of the Barbadian shield, she said. Motley announced that relief on a number of personal care and critical care items, effective April 1, 2022. She said her administration was committed to continuing monitoring these critical price trends in oil, freight, food, personal care items, with a view to considering how we can continue to improve the effectiveness 
of the shield and in accordance with the depth of our pockets. Motley also proposed that from April 1, 2023, there would be no land tax on residential properties under $300,000 up to the current $175,000 threshold. And then from April 1, 2026, no land tax will be due on residential properties valued at less than $400,000. Prime Minister Motley also announced at effective April 1, 2022, a waiver of import duty and that will be granted for two years on the purchase and installation of generators at residential properties. There will be an excise and VAT holiday on electric vehicles for 24 months, commencing April 1, 2022, along with the realignment of rates for electric vehicles and other alternatively fueled vehicles in the customer tariff. For businesses, Motley introduced a fixed rate for water of $1.80 per cubic meter for the agricultural sector, effective May 1, 2022. To read the full story of easements and new levies, visit BarbadosToday.com. HaitianNews.net via Riders reports that the Norwegian Escape was traveling to the U.S. and British Virgin Islands when it ran into trouble. A cruise ship carrying around 3,000 passengers ran aground off the Dominican Republic on Monday, shortly after it departed from Puerto Plata Port, officials said. The Norwegian Escape also had around 1,600 crew members on board when it struggled to battle strong 30-knot winds, which left it requiring support from tugboats to free it. Additional tugboats were dispatched on Monday evening to assist in the rescue effort to pull the cruise ship back to safety. No damage was reported despite the incident. The cruise ship was traveling to the U.S. Virgin Islands and British Virgin Islands before heading on to the Bahamas. It was built in 2015 in Germany and is one of the largest vessels in Norwegian Cruise Line's fleet. BVINews.com reports that the British Virgin Islands and the United States Virgin Islands have agreed to reciprocal certification where both territories will recognize licenses issued by the relevant authorities for commercial vessels. Speaking at a one-on-one -on -one media session, Premier Foy said the reciprocal certification means U.S. vessels holding commercial vessel licensing authority code safety certificates will be recognized by British Virgin Islands Ship Registry as having valid safety certificates issued by their flag and vice versa. Foy said this indicates that the British Virgin Islands commercial vessels can carry 12 passengers into U.S. waters once they hold a code certificate issued by the British Virgin Islands Shipping Registry. The Premier noted that the Territorial at Large Representative, along with the Honorable Kai Reimer, District 5 Representative Minister for Transportation, Works and Utilities, negotiated with the United States and it bore some fruitful meetings. The Premier noted that his government remains committed to working towards the further development and improvement of the maritime industry in the territory. U.S. Senator Rob Portman, Republican of Ohio, noted that his amendment to the Haiti Development Accountability and Institutional Transparency Initiative Act to address kidnapping in Haiti has been included in the fiscal year 2022 bipartisan funding agreement. 
This amendment requires an assessment of U.S. interagency efforts to combat kidnapping and armed violence in Haiti. Senator Portman originally offered the amendment after 17 missionaries from Christian Aid Ministries and Ohio-based ministry organization were kidnapped outside of Port-au-Prince, Haiti, in October last year. I'm pleased all of these missionaries are now safe, but the U.S. government needs a whole-of-government approach to better address this problem, and this amendment will help take steps to do just that, he said. Jamaica Information Service reports that Jamaica's Governor General, the Most Honorable Sir Patrick Allen, says that the government of Jamaica intends to continue to strengthen Jamaica's presence across the globe. This, he said, includes collaborating more closely with traditional and non-traditional partners. He noted that Jamaica has diplomatic relations with 169 countries, the most recent being the Republic of San Marino in Europe and the Tongolese Republic in West Africa. Our relations will always be underpinned by the bedrock of common goals, ideals, and values, as well as shared commitment to world peace, human rights, and global, equitable, and sustainable development, he said. The Governor General was hosting the annual Diplomatic Corps cocktail reception and dinner at King's House recently. The dinner was part of activities marking Diplomatic Week 2022 under the theme, Reigniting a Nation, Global Excellence, Our Mission. Dominican students with a desire to study in the United States have a new opportunity to do so with scholarship assistant packages provided by Western Illinois University. Qualifying students can earn up to 11,000 U.S. dollars in scholarships annually. Students with a GPA of 3.9 and above will also be invited to compete for the Western Illinois University International Presidential Scholarship, which covers full tuition and fees. In addition to the scholarship assistant packages, Western Illinois University will grant full credit transfers for Cape and Dominica Stage College degrees. In July 2021, Western Illinois University signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the Caribbean Examinations Council that assures seamless transfer opportunities to study at Western Illinois University for students from the 16 participating territories. Some 24 Dominican students online and on campus currently attend Western Illinois University. And finally, Bahamanews.net reports that the Caribbean Premier League, CPL, and Cricket West Indies have confirmed that this year's CPL event will feature a women's tournament with three franchise teams competing for the first women's CPL WCPL title. The three teams will showcase the best women's cricketers from across the Caribbean with overseas stars rounding out the teams. The three teams who will compete in the inaugural Women's Caribbean Premier League will be Barbados Royals, Guyana Amazon Warriors, and Trinobago Knight Riders. The women's tournament will take place during the men's event inside the CPL tournament window, which this year will run from August 30th to September 30th. The 2022 tournament will be celebrating 10 years of the CPL and enters its 10th season off the back of a highly successful 2021, with over half a billion viewers tuning in for the second successive year. 
This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, March 15th. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.